Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Jacob. Yo, and I'm Ian. And this is the Jacob and Ian podcast. Um, today, uh, today's topic is going to be on the topic of anger. How to how to uh, handle uh, how to handle with uh, people who are angry. How to deal with difficult people. How to handle handle your own anger. Um, and we decided to choose this topic because um, school is starting back for most people. We have a pretty young audience. Some of you guys are out of school, but uh, even if you're not going back yeah. to school, this is a start of kind of a new type of season for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, summer's ending, so you're working more. Or if you are going back to school, you're so I'm at school, and you know, school, work are both just two places where it is really easy to get upset and, and angry. Very angry. You know, at work, if you have that difficult coworker mm-hmm. or that uh, Tuesday morning meeting that you have to go to Tuesday every time. Tuesday morning meeting, and, I hate those. Um, that's, I just thought of that because that's what I had to do always. Not the <laughs> one job, but... Um, and. Uh, and you know, school. It's you got the school new class. You, you got the new class, yeah. new teacher that you're just not super fond of. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna kind of talk about some different things here. Uh, one thing we want to mention is before we get going into it is the things we talked about today weren't some of the stuff we're gonna talk about. Uh, we're gonna talk about some different stories in the Bible, some new verses in the Bible, and pull directly from them. And then there's some other stuff we talk about that. I think is definitely found in the Bible, but is not necessarily like a biblical thing. So we're not just to clear up. We're not endorsing all these things as um, straight from the Bible, but these are more things that me and Jacob have learned over. And just how, times. how we use uh, yeah. these, these things personally. And I think if we went and looked, if we went and looked like you would find these things in the Bible, but we just want to make sure that yeah. we're clear that this is not, all direct. This is more some more practical stuff, so Pract- not yes, exactly practical. Uh, yeah. uh, literal pulling from the Bible. But uh, Jacob, I asked you on the topic of anger. Is there? How oh, I know there is a time, and I'm ready for you to yes. share this story with everybody. But a time where you just remember somebody getting really angry at you, and this one's personal and probably personal to a lot of our listeners. Yes. Um. This this story I'm about to tell. I if you don't know it, then I'm sorry. Because I You're mean, about this, this is a great story. <laughs> um, this is when uh, I met my youth pastor for the very first time, Jonathan Long, Jono, uh, like Bono with a J. It's like Bono, <laughs> but with a J. Um, we actually, well, we met beforehand as just like a handshake and whatever. But this is the time where me and him interacted for the very first time. And um, if you didn't know me when I was in what seventh grade. I I was I was a fireball, as some would say. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't calm. I was um I was a I was a ruckus basically. So Jono did his very first event at the church, which was a bonfire behind the church, and it was this big thing. We were all gonna sit around, hold hands, sing kumbaya, and little brat Jacob uh, completely ruined it. And me being the irresponsible, uh, what is it? Uh, immature <laughs> child I was made a very inappropriate joke um, horrible <laughs> I, 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 it was really bad and Jono uh, saw me um, do it <laughs> <laughs> and he his face got blood red and to this day I've never seen the man <laughs> this angry and this was the first time I met him I've known him I don't know 7th grade till now 
however long that is, um, he he grabbed me like by the ear, <laughs> maybe not by the, he grabbed me like by the shirt and yanked me and pulled me behind this uh, like AC unit and like <laughs> shook his finger at me and was like, "Listen here, you cannot ever ever do that again." And I was like, I wasn't even scared. I was just like, "Shut up, old man. I could do whatever <laughs> I want." And I was just got upset with him, but I've. But now looking back on it, I was like, I would have punched. Yeah, I'm. I'm just surprised he didn't punch me in the face. <laughs> so I applaud him for that. Um, but that but he still has you around. So yeah, and so he he got really really angry with me then. Um, yeah, that <laughs> that was that was scary. Now that I look back on it, because I could have died knowing him now. Wow, that's yeah. it's just just if if you know him, just imagine that. It really just puts the whole picture together for me yeah um so my story is more personal in the sense that i was the one getting angry Mm. um but not in the sense you were thinking uh so i take you back to a time probably 10 years ago now should i close my eyes for this you don't have to okay you can Uh, audience close your eyes (laughs) really (laughs) envision this let's go back about 10 years i'm like nine years old i'm on a baseball field i was actually maybe even younger than i was maybe eight and Playing this baseball game, don't really know what happened to set me off, but uh, one of the so my dad was the coach, and then there were a couple other coaches on the team, mm-hmm. and I don't remember exactly what the coach did at this point, but there was a coach on the team who he was a brat. He was one of those dads who was just like a jerk sports dad who just oh yeah was just he was one of those he was a jerk, and I don't remember what he did to me. I don't remember what he did to set me off, but I got really mad at him for something. And little eight-year-old Ian in the dugout of this baseball game yeah, in front of the entire team and dad and within earshot of all the parents <laughs> looked at this coach and said, you are stupid. Oh, wow. Which in eight-year-old terms is pretty bad. It's pretty bad, yeah. That I just told an adult male <laughs> that he was stupid in front of the entire yeah. team. <laughs> yeah. And my dad promptly yeah maybe it is a story about me getting yelled at too mm-hmm. my dad promptly yanked me from the dugout and sent me home with my mom and oh, like man. made me leave it was like the middle of the game and like forced me to leave the game oh wow or actually no he actually made me stay because he made me wait the entire game and then to apologize to yeah. him after the game mm. And then I got home, and I'm sure I don't really have any memories of what happened. Probably because he knocked you out. Probably not good, yeah. <laughs> um, so, which I don't blame him at this point. Yeah. But I stand by the fact I was a jerk. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't remember what he did to set me off, but I just remember calling him stupid, and then everything else after that was. Was a he war. like the third base coach, and you were like behind, or the first base coach? I don't know. Were... It was in the dugout. I just know I said it in the dugout to him, and like looked him in the eyes, and like oh, I see. made a point to say that you're he was stupid. Stupid. And so what was his reaction? I think he was partially dumbfounded that an eight-year-old oh kid God. just said he was stupid. Do you think he reflected on his life after that? I hope so. He's like, man, maybe I should turn my life around. I don't know if things changed because I kid you not, that is the last words I said to that man. And I've never seen or spoken to him oh, wow. after 10 years. So what if you what if you walk through the door right now? He's like, I think he'd be very surprised that I'm doing a Christian podcast. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think he'd be like, "Wow, you've changed. Uh, you yeah. called me stupid, a little would brat." You, would you apologize to him if you walked through the door? I mean, I apologized to him when I was eight. Oh, oh yeah, okay. I yeah. mean, I would. I'd be surprised, but mm-hmm. I guess yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, there were a, there was a lot of times in my 
my prepubescent days where I really, really got in trouble and people got really mad at me. Yeah. But that's, I, we could have a whole podcast on just stories. Yeah. <laughs> we got in trouble. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, we're, we're better now. So I was telling yes. Jacob before the podcast, me personally with anger, if you know me, you may already know this, uh, but I'm naturally just have been pretty slow in anger. I don't get angrily angry really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I just shared in that story, uh, if something when it actually hits, sometimes I, I I will actually get angry. But that is it's very rare. I don't I don't ever get angry. And chances no. are, if you know me, you've probably never seen me angry. Mm-hmm. And I just don't get angry. I can't remember the last time I really got angry. Um, and so, Jacob, if you want to talk about um, like with those situations what we just talked about with. Um, how to avoid being angry, how to kind of deal with that. Well, yeah. Talk about okay. that a little bit well, I want to, I want to start off the whole thing, uh, by, by addressing how to deal with diff- difficult people. Yes. How okay. Would I, how should I have handled that? Like situation? say, say I, since put yourself in Jono's shoes mm-hmm. and me being a little, little boy, mm-hmm. how would you deal that, deal with that situation in a calm manner? I think I think John handled it very, very well yes. because if I was in his shoes, I would have decked me in the face. Yeah, I think uh, one thing that's I think just important for all of us is it's almost always better not to get angry in front mm-hmm. of large groups of people. Yeah, like just okay. in general circumstances. Um, I mean, we should avoid being angry at all times, which we're going to get into, but. Uh, I think just for general public persona, like when I think back on like moments in history when people have gotten angry in front of large crowd, it usually doesn't end well. No. Um, so that's I think that's a general. It thing. usually so ends if, awkward. So if something comes up where it's in front of a large group of people and you get angry at something, it's usually best to just take a moment, breathe, mm-hmm. calm down, and don't do anything rash or stupid. Yeah. In front of especially. Nowadays, with yeah, everybody has a video camera oh, at all yeah, times yeah, yeah. and can post it to social seen, media. Have you seen the Bagel Boss? No. That little short guy who was yelling. No, it's like, you're not God or my father. Never no. seen that before. Okay. In my life. Well, no. the one person listening to this got it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also I think that uh, when you get when someone makes you angry or you get angry, it, you tend to end up fighting fire with fire. Like that's yes, that seems like for a, sure. that seems like a subconscious just reaction to anything. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, when someone makes me angry, I usually don't blow up immediately. I usually this is probably not very healthy, but I, I bundle it all up inside. Yeah, internalize. No, I, definitely <laughs> I internalize the whole an thing. Internalized person too. And uh, I end up exploding somewhere else. I end up going somewhere privately mm-hmm. and exploding. And that that is probably that's different for everyone. It's yeah. probably is different for me every time. Yeah. Uh, I know for yeah. me when I yeah, I like, kind of like we said in the same vein. Like I and like what I mentioned before, I'm not an exploding. I've just never really been that type of personality. But I have the same thing where usually if I take the time to stop and think about when something makes me angry and just breathe for a second. I can usually either forget about it or if I go distract myself and do something else, um, it's gone from my brain. It's not really a big deal. One of the verses we read last week, if you listen to the podcast, um, was Romans twelve twenty one, which says, don't overcome evil with evil, overcome evil with good. Mm. I think this good definitely word. applies uh, when it comes to anger that when somebody is using anger or using 
hate or whatever towards us, we don't need to respond to that because that just starts this cycle that is pretty much never ending. Yeah. Um, but if we really take the time, step back, and use good to kind of show that uh, other person, then that can kind of stop that cycle and really put us in a better situation, which is what we're going to talk about too with simple, but love is really just an easy yeah. way. And that can be really cliche, but Jacob can kind of break down. What well, yeah, I definitely, exactly. I definitely think that you're probably a better person to talk about this because you have such a long fuse. <laughs> For me, I, I get angry fairly quickly about any, really with anything, especially with people. If in my mind, if someone is acting dumb or not, rational or something i get angry at them very quickly um but that's just something that differently but uh to deal with that to deal with those difficult people in your life is to is to love them uh like like what uh romans 12 21 says um but the second one would be find finding commonalities between you and that person so say Mm -hmm. you if you if you are developing a dislike for a person you're probably with them for a good amount of your day, if not a small pa- small amount every single day, just to develop that, you know, that I'm, I'm not really fond of this guy. Uh, so to help deal with that is to look past your uh, either disagreements or your or their little little quirks that they have that you don't like, and just find commonalities and focus on that mm-hmm. instead of like, oh, this guy, this guy thinks this, and I can only see him as the guy who thinks this. Instead of that. Talk to talk to him and ask him like, "Hey, you like you like the Atlanta Falcons? I like the Atlanta Falcons." And so we just you just talk about that instead of that person starting yeah starting up. And I mean, else. it sounds silly, but like when you really take the time to find the common ground, it can make you view the person in a different way. Which yeah. is the third thing, which is uh, just seeing the positive in every situation. And what that just means is, you know, taking the time, step back, and just realize like, okay, there's nothing that is. 100% bad and there's nothing that's no. 100% good other than you know God but mm-hmm. um, when it comes to stuff we deal with there's always something else going on uh, so if we take the time to f- find the commonality in the other person see the positive in whatever situation we're going through then that can really allow us to view it differently and that can just just that one simple thing can kind of change the whole perspective on the situation and then when it comes back to love uh, when we when we talk about showing love to the other person uh, I think it's important for us to know and to realize that this doesn't always necessarily mean um, acting like you love the other person or kind of faking it to the other person mm-hmm. um, because what happens when you do that is it's ungenuine and so when we see in the Bible like that God wants us to uh, show love to other people show love to our neighbor um, it's also important that we see that he talks about a lot of times to be genuine in our love. Yeah, it says in Romans uh, 12, 9, it yeah, says love so must be genuine. Be genuine. Yeah. And yeah. so with that, for me, and this is, you know, I guess this is a little more of a personal opinion, but I think I think it's pretty true, and I think Jacob does too, And that when we see that, what that means is showing Christ's love to the other person. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard for us to love other people all the time, but if we think through it of the lens that, okay, even if I don't get along with this person, and it's just very hard to deal with this person. If I, I'm going to decide to show Christ's love to this other person, yeah. And for me, that makes it a lot easier because it takes the onus off me and more on, okay, like I just I need to represent Christ. Like Christ is my Savior. Christ yes. died for my sins. Um, I'm living for Him. 
I need to show Christ to this other person. And then it's not on you necessarily of, all right, I have to fake that I like this person and that's not genuine. That's not what God wants. What God no. wants is you to show his love for that person through you. And, and that also, can really help with anger. And, and, okay, so and say you are listening to this and you're like, okay, I really don't like this person. I have nothing in common with them and I can't be positive. Well, here's one thing that you can always go back to and hear is that God made that person too. Yeah. God made you and God made that person next to you. Yep. And to know that God made him or her, that means That's God enough. God loves yeah. God loves that person just as much as you. Yeah. So if you show God's love to that person, then you should be loving that person just as much as you love yourself, mm-hmm. which is the golden rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um loving your neighbor. And yeah. in that same vein, you do that with situations too. God created the situation you're in. Right. And so yeah. you need to just live in it and you know, find whatever that positive is and decide that, you know what, I'm going to go through this with the love of Christ as my little cape on uh, my back. Um, God's cape. God, God's little cape. Yeah. Well, per- like well it's a pretty big cape. It's like... It actually know. covers our entire lives, but... Uh. <laughs> you know uh, you know how, like, little dogs have those Superman, Superman costumes? Yeah. They have that tiny little cape. Yeah. I just imagine that on you, like a little... Yeah. On the back. On like me personally? Yes, just on you. I've never <laughs> worn a cape in my life, I think so. You haven't? This is off topic. I've never I don't even I don't even know what situation I could put myself in where I'd be like, you know what I need to put on right now? Cape. Halloween. Superman. I, yeah, I know. I never Batman. really I never did a ton of Halloween stuff growing yeah. up. I didn't grow up in a neighborhood, so mm. tough luck. Uh so you got anything on that, Jacob, or do you want to go ahead and move on to some of these Bible examples? Um, well, let's talk about, uh, before we talk about the Bible examples, because we're not telling you to never be upset with anything because God was angry too. It's, yeah. it's not, it's not a, a sin to be angry. I think it's, but in the wrong context, it can. So be. I think that it's important that we don't let anger overtake us. I think you yes. see that a lot in the Bible. If anger rules you and wrath rules you, um, God talks about that in one of the verses I'm about to read. Uh, that, that's really just the devil working in you. Um, right. So we don't need to let anger consume us. Uh, but at the same time, I think that it's important that we don't always just use God as the crutch. Well, God was angry, so that means I can be angry. No. Not necessarily. You're not God. Um, so that's right. a pretty terrible uh, comparison. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, we do stand for things in our relationship with Christ. Yes. And since we stand firm in those things with Christ, um, if we are, we can be upset with things that do not rela- do not uh, go along with that. But it's important that we're not showing anger toward those things. When those things that are not in line with our relationship with Christ, we shouldn't just fight them with anger. That's the whole point of Romans twelve twenty one. Is right. that when those things that could upset us, upset us, we don't fight them back with anger. The anger that they, the anger that, it's like when you're in that situation, that situation gives you anger, or that person gives you anger. We don't return that anger. It's, right. It's, we return it with good and showing Christ's love. And you can show that, you can be upset and show that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's important that, you know, whether if it's a false gospel or something, like, yeah, we're, we should be upset that somebody's, uh, profaning the name of Christ, but we should be returning that upset anger with good 
and mm-hmm. the real gospel and the true gospel of what Jesus did for us and how he died for us. So uh, it's important that we kind of get in our head like, yes, we're going to get upset at things, but it's important that we don't return those things we're upset with with mm-hmm. just pure anger. Now, let's say that you do. You end up, anger end up ends up taking taking over you and you're about to just blow up on this person. We have we have three little like pieces of advice that aren't technically biblical. Like what we said in the beginning, it, it, this is this is just our advice, yeah, right? Yeah. We have three things and for me personally, I if I end up being in a super stressful situation or super uh like something that will make me really angry, I do I do three things really. Uh, I breathe. I uh <clears throat> I take a deep breath just a couple times really really just focus on my breathing instead of what is making me mad. Uh and then I make a plan. I uh I'm a planner. I I like planning out my entire day, uh, even my life. <laughs> I just like planning. Uh so it may not be for you, but it doesn't matter. Uh this is just for me. If it works for you then great. Um <laughs> I I plan. I I make a plan so I'm like, okay, uh, this person is making me angry right now. In a couple hours, I'm not going to see him for the rest of the day. And the rest of the day, I can just do whatever I want and that be whatever. And yeah. I just focus on that instead. And the third is clearing my mind. But that kind of goes hand in hand with breathing yeah. is just to yeah. focus on what you're doing at the moment. And just breathe in and out. Slow down what you're – slow it down. Don't do anything you're going to regret. Like we said, like blowing up in public. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a phone and yeah. no one wants to see you angry and it's yeah. awkward. Um, so we're not saying if you blow up, it's bad. Well, it is bad, but we're not saying that when you blow up or you should never blow up. Uh, but when you do, uh, just, just think of that and Mm -hmm. you should be good. Yeah. And for me, it's kind of the same type of process in that when, when I'm confronted with that, I'm, I'm usually going to try to step back first and put some thought into it and just think before I do anything because when we act rash, that's usually when the worst things happen. Mm-hmm. When we just do things without considering anything other than we our act own mind. on emotion. Yes, that's so we what shouldn't it is. be acting on our own emotion because that's when we get led astray quickly. So yes. usually, I take that step back. And the biggest thing, I just try to distract myself. And whether that's through making a joke in the situation or just literally going and doing something else, uh, I'm just going to try to find a way to get my mind off of it. Because for mm-hmm. me personally. Again, maybe just because I have a longer fuse in my own personality, but if I distract myself, I nine times out of ten I forget about it in twenty minutes. Yeah, me too. Uh, it, maybe I just have a bad memory that may also be part of it. But um, I, I if I can get myself away from the situation, then I'm usually gonna forget about it. And what that tells me when I forget about situations that I was angry about, it tells me that I the anger really was pretty unwarranted, and that mm-hmm. I. It's a good thing I step back because someone someone told me one time was uh with when you're angry ask yourself this question am I gonna remember this in ten years yeah that's or really five true. years am I gonna remember remember this in five years yeah. if not then it's unwarranted and just yeah. shut your mouth yeah that's it like the fact when I was telling my story earlier in the podcast that I don't remember what I was angry about yeah shows that I should not have called yeah, this it, grown man stupid <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right uh, um, yeah so uh. Let's go on just to some stuff in the Bible first to show you that uh, anger does pop up in the Bible. We mentioned God being angry a lot, which is 
not the full story, but takes over a lot of the Old Testament, mm-hmm. is um, after the fall, uh, God is upset. He, It's interesting he knew that was going to happen, but he's also still upset. And uh, But he sees the eternal plan and knows that Jesus is going to come. But God is upset that they chose to make this decision. So you see a lot of different circumstances happen where God kind of shows that anger and where we get this where I think sometimes we get the popular notion image of God being an angry God usually comes from stories like these that we're about to, I'm about to say first one, Genesis 19 is you get Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, they've, the people have turned their back from God and have just decided to rebel against him. And God is going to kind of set an example for this city and burn well, this Well, first, city. God tells the only godly family to leave. To leave, yes. Which is uh, Abraham Lot. and his wife. Yeah, and Lot, too, was Lot. in there. Yeah. Wait, was Abraham? It was. I know Lot was in there, too. Lot, Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> um, but, and he ends up burning the city as an example. Mm-hmm. Pretty angry. Um, but, as we kind of talked about, there was point to all of this all of these things uh in that he was able to remove uh the godly people from there and allow them to kind of get a little restart from that area and so we move on to the 10 plagues in exodus where god is sending down different things to these people and or to pharaoh's people in egypt and ends with passover and where um God kills firstborn son of mm-hmm. all the people. In Veggie Tales, he just takes all the kids and floats them down a river. Yeah, Veggie Tales has a great rendition of it, um, as <laughs> less, they less do violent. as they do all things of the Old Testament. Love Veggie Tales. Veggie Tales podcast sports Veggie Tales. Please. So you have God definitely showing anger there. Uh, then you go on and starting in First Samuel all the way through Second Chronicles, you have um the people of Israel asking for a king and God's a little upset because he's their Mm -hmm. king, but they want an actual ruler king over them. And so God finally gets fed up and says, fine, have a king. And he sends Saul and Saul turns out to be not that great. Horrible. And then David comes and David's pretty good. Everybody likes David. And then Solomon comes and Solomon's really wise. Ends up writing the Proverbs. Mm -hmm. Pretty solid. But then Things go a little awry after that, and they end up having some pretty bad kings. Yeah, and God's kind of like, "Well, I told you you didn't need a king, but you kept asking for a king, and here you go, here losers. you go." Uh, and then you have at the end of the Old Testament ends with four hundred years of silence of God just saying, "I am not going to speak to anybody on this earth," and for four hundred years, God is silent. Must be pretty angry. Yeah, and if you think about it, I was just reading something about it online. Uh, Think about what happened 400 years ago from 2019. Oh, So you have 1919, then 1819, 1719, 1619. So in 1619, we're just moving to America? 1619? Well, yeah. Yeah. So you're just having the first colonies, American colonies, English colonies in America are happening. That was 400 years ago. And so think about if God didn't speak from then until now. That's a while. That's a while. And that's how long he didn't speak to the entire world. Um, So pretty angry right there. Yeah. And then, so that's where you kind of get this view of angry Old Testament God. But um, we know that's 
not always the best view to take because there was reason for God's anger, the fall, and people had betrayed and him and equally, rebelled against him. Equally, God shows his love in the Old Testament as well. Yes, yes. So uh, yes. I think it's important that we see that, and that's why you should read the Old Testament. Go read the Old Testament. Um, but then you have Jesus comes in the table, and we all know Jesus is this great guy, obviously, saved us from our sins. Mm-hmm. Shout out Jesus. Um, but we also, there's this pretty pretty well-known story, I think, of Jesus cleansing the temple and found in Matthew 21, 12, and 13. Uh, but I'm going to read it because me and Jacob found something interesting when we were reading it. And It says, And Jesus entered the temple and drove out all who sold and bought in the temple, and he overturned the tables of the money changers. This is where it gets interesting because usually the story just stops right, right there, there and yeah. we just, you know, there's that image of Jesus just going through flipping tables all through the temple. But that's not the end of verse 12. It says he overturned the tables of the money changers. I'm going to try not to laugh as I say this. And the seats of those who sold pigeons. Specifically the pigeon sellers. Why is that never told in the story? No, Jesus. Nobody ever talks about the fact that Jesus like skirted all these pigeons out of the temple. Do you think Jesus was a New Yorker? (laughs) He must have been. He must have really gotten along with those those people. Jesus lived in New York. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, we never Poor talk guys, about man. that. Yeah. Like, we just got this image of Jesus flipping tables, but nah. I get he it. flipped out on the pigeon people, too. But poor, also... Poor pigeons. Who buys pigeons? Right? At a temple. Like, who is like, man, I need Make to go doves, down to, at least. Go down to Walmart and get my daily pigeon. Like, I mean... Well, it wasn't a Walmart. It was the temple, were so... Were there carrier pigeons back let me, then, Let me maybe? go down to church. <laughs> like, I can't think of carrier why you pigeons. would buy a pigeon. I'm gotta, gonna look that up. I, I wanna go look send, up now. I gotta go send my aunt a, a message. Let me go down to the church yeah. and buy me a I'll pigeon. Go praise God and buy a pigeon. What the heck? That's so weird. Maybe that's, that's why weird. they don't talk about it. Yeah. I don't know. Hi, hi. This is a lesson to all the people listening. The Bible stories you heard, go read them and just see mm-hmm. if you might learn something new. Like, yeah. I had no idea that pigeons got name dropped in the Bible right there. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Anyways, and then verse thirteen says he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you make it a den of robbers. So Jesus comes through, and this is a great example of being upset and also a great example of we're not Jesus. Um, so this is something where uh, Jesus, I, I really don't even think in this situation Jesus returns evil with evil. No. I think that he's really just upset. And also, you have to think of the fact that this is a person who is fully God and has every right to do that. So yeah, um, we and don't need to misconstrue that image. And that's his house, yeah. uh, the house of the Lord. Uh, so you have that uh, really good example of anger. And then as we go through here and look at just some other Bible verses where it talks about it, Proverbs 25, 28 uh, says that when we we don't have self-control, it's like the walls of a city are broken down, and that when we just kind of let everything in and we let anger in, and it kind of can uh, ruin ruin us like a city without walls. Yeah. And then Ephesians four twenty six through twenty seven says, "Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and give no opportunity to the devil." I it, love that verse yeah. because. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. I think that's so important. If we can learn to yeah. just not rest on our anger, people really take that to heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really think that. But I think it's important that we don't literally we just we don't let uh, anger carry over, and that we just uh, realize that if we kind of let it go away, it'll go away. 
on yeah, its own. Because there's some people who don't don't listen to that, and they end up being mad about something for twenty plus years, and mm-hmm. then they look back and how grudges, yeah, they're how just grudges angry at someone. They don't know why. Yeah, and God tells us in back in Romans that uh, don't try to avenge somebody yourself because you can't do it. Like let God kind of handle that situation. And then going back to Romans, uh, the Romans twelve, it says, "Be kind to your enemies, because." Being kind is like heaping yeah. coals, burning yeah. coals in their head. Yeah. Um, so you see that a lot. And then I also think it's interesting that it says, Paul saying that anger is an opportunity for the devil to work in you. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's the biggest argument of, like, we don't need to get angry. Because when we get angry, even if it's, you know, we think it's a good kind of anger, it's still an opportunity for the devil to blow it up into a situation that doesn't need to be in. And the last verse uh, is James 1, 19 through 20. And it says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And mm. you know what? Our tips kind of fit into that verse. Isn't You're that d- crazy, yeah, Jacob? it really does. Wow. It's almost like we know what we're talking about. Well, sometimes. Why <laughs> Why don't people, why don't we have millions of listeners? I don't understand. Uh, because we're in Loganville. Yeah. Oh, dang. You're right. I knew it. I was thinking about this. Today, only people from Loganville are going to get this joke. But mm-hmm. if I had to describe Loganville, mm-hmm. it's that we're a town big enough to have a TJ Maxx. Yes. But we're a small enough town that every time you go into that TJ Maxx, you're going to see somebody you you're know. You're going to see, yeah. That's yeah. the best way to describe Loganville. Like, I we're nice agree, enough. Yeah. We have TJ Maxx. Not every town has that, but you're going to see somebody you I know always, I always see Loganville as Pawnee. And <laughs> if you, if you yeah. know Parks and Rec, yeah, I see I it agree. as Pawnee. And then... Grayson is uh, a town right next to yeah, it, and e- I see that Eagleton. as Eagleton. Yeah, because yeah. you drive wow. into Grayson, that's it's like really good. nice and pristine oh, cut yeah. and everything. Yeah. Have you been in Snellville recently? This is well topic. You know, I they're making do. moves, man. No, let me let me let me clarify. Snellville as a Snellvillian. Um, <laughs> actually, I'm like half Snellville, half Loganville, but your last name Snell. So yeah, I was gonna get to that. My last name is Snell. So Snellville. Snowball has the same thing, but Snowball's thing is with Lawrenceville. Yes. So Lawrenceville, if you've ever been there, super nice, awesome town green, awesome downtown. That's what Snellville wants. Mm-hmm. The problem is Snellville will never be Lawrenceville <laughs> because 124 sucks. Right. And it's a pain. And it's just never going to be Someone just shouted amen in their car. <laughs> I And you know what? I'm here for that person because <laughs> I agree. As a person who has to deal with that, yes. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. So that's what Snowville wants. They're never going to be it, though. Well, they're making, they're, like, having construction. I, I drove through Snowville yesterday, and they was, like, having a bunch of construction, making yeah, it really so they're, nice. Yeah, so what they're, looking. so uh, they're 124 and 78. They're yes. widening and making it really big. Yeah, um, yeah. But the problem is, which I, I learned, is that when they put in the new traffic lights, mm. they forgot that they hadn't moved the road yet so if you're at the front of the like wait that's for the what light, they were doing when i was driving so through, if you get yeah. to the front of the light front of the to stop for the light you can't see the light the light's oh, like behind you that's and so tough. it's like you're playing chicken with the car crawl it was pretty bad it's awkward um anyways i don't even know how we got on that topic but <laughs> that is a pretty good way to wrap up uh so yeah, yeah. uh yeah so just james one nineteen through 20 again um Quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. I think if you take anything from this podcast throughout our rambling and trying to help and talk about ourselves and how we can kind of help you, take that. Uh, quick to hear, be a good listener, um, hear what the other person saying, even if they're angry. 
and then be slow to speak and think about what you're saying. Be and rational. Then be slow to anger and realize that the anger man, you're never, I think that's that's my favorite part. That's what I really want to end on is the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Is that whenever we're showing anger, it is impossible for us to show God in our anger. Mm. Like it's just not going to happen. It's we can't You're produce right. righteousness yeah. of God when we're just showing anger at other people. So realize that and know that as you're going, starting schools, going into work, whatever you're doing, when that person gets angry at you, just just love them. Just you know, show the love of Christ. Just be take a step back and be like, you know what? I'm. I know that nothing good can come uh, from being angry, angry at this person. It's kind of you know relates, relates back to complaining. Mm-hmm. Relates back to worrying. All three of those things, all works out. Good can usually come from them. It's, you're just kind of doing it just for the heck of it, and it's not for the love of Christ. So, all right, pretty good. Pretty well, good. we want to end this podcast with a famous segment, as we always do. Um, this time, a verse out of context. Mm. Uh, so, Ian, do you have the verse out of context? I up? do. I do. Um, Does this one relate? Uh, t- it no. actually kind of does kinda relate does, yeah. to anger. Let me get it. There it is. This is a good one. Um, so this one, you've all probably heard, maybe. Yeah, I think most people probably. It's a, it's a very famous out-of-context verse, I think. So okay. I wouldn't be surprised if people have heard this one before and know this one's talking about. And it's just, and when you go back and read the story from it, it is, you know, it makes sense. But it's Galatians 5.12. Paul is talking. And Paul, just in... I don't really know what type of mood he was in to write this, but um, he said, I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. Dang. Not going in on that verse anymore. I hope that you enjoy this podcast, and <laughs> I am. Uh, we are super grateful for everybody listening, and again, hopefully we'll be coming out with some more stuff. Keep shooting us ideas uh, for different podcasts topics or whatever great, yeah. um keep giving us constructive criticism leave ratings subscribe blah 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 all that and remember to um just to remind y'all because we haven't said this in a while like again this podcast is not for us to get famous or no. do anything crazy this is just us kind of talking about what we want to talk about doing stuff so uh i just say that as you know if you ever you know catch us promoting ourselves just know that when it comes down to it we really don't care, and um, but we are we are very proud of what we're making, and we want yes. people to support us. And we also think we're funny, so that's kind of why we kind of promotion stuff, right? And um, you know, I'm just saying that, so don't mm-hmm. feel bad if you swipe past our Instagram story. Is what I'm saying <laughs> uh, because it's okay, but at the same time, they're pretty funny. So check it podcast, out. Yeah, know, listen think. to the podcast. Yeah. You got anything else? I did, but I forgot it. Oh, that's good. Sorry. That's okay. Sorry about that. Well, uh, I guess we can do the outro that you made up last episode. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, we don't know if people actually like it, but we're going to do it again. We're going we're gonna to do it again. Um, if you guys have any suggestions, please again, let us know. This is probably bad. So. Okay. Are we going to do it together this time? We can. Okay. All right. Ready? Thanks for listening to the podcast, and yeah. we'll catch, catch you on the flippity flip. flip.